Welcome to the 28th episode of the Animal Riot Podcast, brought to you by Animal Riot Press, a literary press for books that matter. It's your producer, Katie, here, and this episode has been edited to reflect our new name. If you're new to the Animal Riot community, welcome, and you can find out more about us at AnimalRiotPress.com. Now on to the episode with your hosts, Brian Birnbaum, and today's guests, Janelle Greco and Chelsea Fonda. Flash fiction writer living in Brooklyn. Chelsea's work has appeared in No Deer magazine, Breadcrumbs magazine, and the Electric Encyclopedia of Experimental Literature, among others. Damn, that is a that is a magazine right there. Okay. The Eel. I love. Oh, is that what they call it's it? It's now defunct. Yeah. Ooh, that sucks. I, 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 I like that name. Chelsea's performed as part of the NYC Poetry Brothel and was selected for a 2018 po- Poetry Society of New York Typewriter Project Micro Residency. Whew. Jeez, that's a mouthful. <laughs> that's, that's an achievement, though. That's how you know it's real. <laughs> Chelsea has also taught creative writing workshops for NYC homeless shelters and after-school programs, and she has almost as many plants as she has feelings. Let's take a, let's sit vigil for that for a second. Okay. Also joining us today is Janelle Greco, a writer and education director working at Youth Communications and also a resident of Brooklyn because everyone in New York that writes is a (laughs) resident of Brooklyn. Sorry, guys. Janelle's work has previously appeared in I Want to See This Before I Leave, Maudlin House, Hobart Magazine, Gambling the Isle, and Crab Fat Magazine, and she's an assistant fiction editor at No Tokens Journal, which is no joke. That's a a, a pretty serious job. (laughs) Chelsea and Janelle co-founded the Eclipse Reading Series, which is what makes this paired guesting entirely non-random. Oh yeah, and so I'm just gonna I'm gonna say today's uh, this episode's brand of fuckery is brought to you by How Did People Live Without Air Conditioning? Because it's hot as fucking here. We it had to is. turn the air conditioning it's off humid. so there's there's no there's no sound. So yeah, let's start with how you guys met and uh, started Eclipse because reading series are very important. We probably wouldn't be sitting here right now if if there weren't for a reading series. Um, True. So yeah. Do you want to tell it? Yeah, okay. I can I can start. I started working for a nonprofit called the Doe Fund. They run a series of shelters in the city and in Brooklyn. And they also run a it's a basically a work program for homeless and formerly incarcerated men who are trying to re-enter the workforce. And I started working for them in two thousand nine. And I started out as a grant writer there, but hated it. So <laughs> I really liked being in the shelters with the residents. So I transitioned to a job there on the training department. And Chelsea came on board in 2012. What, in 2012. Mm-hmm. She was part of the career development team. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we became fast friends that, then. We both shared like a passion for the work. And we both shared a passion for reading and writing. And we kind of coalesced at that point. Yeah, and I remember like... Janelle's a little older than me, and I just thought I like started. This was my like first job in the city. We're both from Long Island, but we didn't know each other yet. So it was like my first job in the city. Move into the city, don't really know anyone, and like there's Janelle, and she was like so cool and so beautiful, and like had a great job already in training. And so I just I don't know. I feel like I ran up to you and was like, Oh my god, here's my number. Do you want to hang out? She did. So she got your number, and she loved me instead of being like, Get the fuck away oh, from that's me. What, what are you ask. doing? Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Wow. you loved me, right? 
I did love you. Okay. It was so. an intense So you were, were as a kid, were you uh, at risk for, like, stranger danger shit? You were just w- way too inviting. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I am. Like, I, I trust people. And like oh, I said, I, like I said before, I have no boundaries. So, like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, you're cool. Unfolds hey. from there. Yeah. You invited me to your house immediately, Yeah, too. probably. Yeah. I'm sure that yeah, I did. Yeah, that's too soon. Yeah. That's too soon. Yeah. <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> yeah, no, but I totally understand the switch from uh, the grant writing to, like, wor- like working in the field, quote, unquote. Mm-hmm. Like, that would, that would drive me crazy. Just like repetitively begging for money. I'd rather work like directly with people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so you guys met. And so how did you guys start the start the series? Like, how far along in your glamorous friendship? Glamorous? Yeah. (laughs) So when we were working together at the shelter, we did a few writing related initiatives, because I feel like we would like get together and like write and hang out. We started a book club on Saturdays with some of the residents and Janelle mainly spearheaded that. That was like extra from work, I would say. And that was, she would like come up with readings and we would have discussions and read with the guys. It was all adult men. And it was kind of this place where we could like chat about like themes and different ideas. And we did free writing. So people like everyone could express themselves. And it was really, it was really nice. It was really awesome. And then we also did some writing workshops with our friend Kira, who was working there as well. And then we, I would say we both got different jobs, I feel like, at this point, or mm-hmm. I did at least. I think I left were in these, Were these workshops and, like, book clubs, were they extracurricular or were they part of the job? They no, were, they yeah, were they were extracurricular. Oh, that's yeah. extracurricular. That, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and we, we, used, we did the Saturday one because it was in Bushwick, and we both lived in Greenpoint at the time, so it was, like, pretty quick to, like, get over there on a Saturday, and it was really fun. We, I don't know, six months? How long? We didn't do it for that long. Yeah, but it, it, wasn't, was, it wasn't too long, but I would say about, like, six months or something like that, maybe even shorter. What was the one about the fossils that we did? That was Breeze to Pancake, yeah. his story, Trilobite, Trilobites. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce that word. Explain um, this a little bit. Fo- what, what about the fossils? We we had them read this story called Trilo- Trilobites. I can't pronounce that word. I think it's Trilobites. Trilobites. Like is this, like, like, a thousand megabytes or something? Or? No. No, it's, it's like, like a, a trilobite is, like, a fossil that okay. you can find, like, in different, <laughs> like, areas. And so the story is kind of about that and about, like like becoming like sort of feeling like you're becoming a sort of fossil mm-hmm. and being tied to a place and we had them free write about that and they they kind of just ran with it mm-hmm. um, a lot of people would express things about their lives about a lot of them were formerly incarcerated so they would talk a little bit about their time in jail or in prison and so yeah we we did a free write and then we discussed the story together and like what it meant to them and kind of all just tied together like talking about people's lives and literature Yeah, and I feel like that type of collaboration, like us kind of like working together, like in that way, I think, so like in, I want to say in 26, end of 2016, I was doing a reading and like somewhere else and then happened upon this bar that had a really cute back room and it had this moon and I don't know, I just had a feeling when I walked in and then I called her and I was like, we should do a reading here. What do you think? Do you want to run a reading series with me? And I think that it kind of probably had started when we were working together and doing those workshops in the book club and just becoming really good friends who could work together really well. And then I saw this, I don't know, it was like a moon on a stage. It was a huge wooden moon on a stage in a back room and they had mood lighting. They had flowers, they had flowers. Of course there's plants, that's it, yeah, that's in my bio, yeah. yeah. But it was just so lovely there. And so we started, we asked the owner if we could host a reading there and she said, sure, great. They've never done a reading, they were super excited. And we, how long did we do it there for? 
really bad with times. End of um, 2016 until like mid 2017. For yeah, a year and a half. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Who knows the details? They're just all flowing. How did you guys uh, find writers at first? So at first, we the very first reading that we had was all uh, friends that we knew. Mm -hmm. So I believe that like Dana, Dana Perry, Lauren Hilger, mm -hmm. Sarah Rosenthal, and Li Elizabeth Murphy. Mm -hmm. Our so, producers are doing a jut lip nod, like mm, I approve of this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so <laughs> they were they were all like just close friends of ours, and we were just like, hey, you want to come read for us? And they brought a good crowd, and yeah, it kind of worked out from up. there. Like, you, like that's kind of what reading reading series rely on. Yeah. Like the readers bringing the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> right. Keeping it in the fam. Yeah. But we started out with like people who we were friends with and then we kind of branched out from there and like grew, grew our community mm -hmm. to what it is now, mm -hmm. which is essentially people that we've never met or don't like necessarily know personally that are coming to read for us, which mm -hmm. is really nice. Yeah. So are you guys exciting. doing more uh, solicitation? Or are you guys... um getting submissions and kind of going through like a slush pile and that whole we love to solicit we really we love i feel like Legally. i solicit all day Legally, every day yeah. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just very i feel like it's mostly solicitation because we'll go after people that we whose work we love mm -hmm. I, I sound very aggressive right now i love it but it's like yeah so it's that's like, what that, we'll that's go what to this podcast is, is yeah, built for you know solicit like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah so going to readings or as janelle's looking through no token stuff she'll she'll read people's work that she likes or i'll meet people at readings yeah it's a pretty big boon just being able to like have access to all of those mm -hmm. all those submissions yeah yeah i know no tokens is so beautiful <laughs> oh my goodness but we did submissions once. a few, a few one, did one once. time. We didn't love the experience, but we might not have marketed it well enough to get a good, yeah. a good pile of stuff. I would say we'd through. be open to trying that again. Yeah, at some point. Especially um. now, I feel like we've built up enough of a community where if we post something or tell somebody something, people they'll tell people about it, yeah, which is really yeah. nice. So I think maybe, I, I yeah, love maybe it. we we're, could try again. We're brainstorming right here yeah, uh, live thank you. on the air. It's beautiful. <laughs> thank you for facilitating that. So do you guys feel, this is like a random question that just popped in my head, but, and I'm inspired. I'm feeling very inspired by it. Do you guys feel like you're insiders? Like literary insiders in any way? Because you work at No Tokens. You like, you I work edit, in a hospital. you work in a hospital, <laughs> but you edit and like, you know, you do readings, you host a reading series. Yeah. You're doing your little. I, it, that's a, it's an interesting question. I never feel like an insider. Like I'm, I always feel kind of like on the outside of things. Yeah. Is that like a spiritual, is that like a spiritual feeling or is that like a, like a practical feeling? Mm. I, I wouldn't say that it's spiritual. Well, yeah, like partially, like I just don't. I, I don't really feel like I'm in the know or like right. in inside of some like exclusive club because I don't like the concept of like ex exclusivity. exclusivity. Mm -hmm. But neither do we. Yeah, That's our I mean, fucking deal. <laughs> I mean, I would say yeah. that like it's nice to know that there's a world and a community of writers mm -hmm. in New York City, and it's neat to like feel like you're a part of that community. But I would say too that. I try to always like keep in mind that we are 
always looking for people. We always want, like, we don't just want people from the literary community to come to our readings. Like, we want everybody to feel welcome. And, yeah, like, that's kind of how I feel about my writing, too, which is yeah. kind of a paradox. Yeah. Even the exclusivity thing is a paradox for me because my writing is kind of, I feel like it can be difficult at times, mm -hmm. and I'm being exclusive, you know? So, mm -hmm. like, yeah. depending on education level or, like, l like literacy, you know? Mm -hmm. And also just with ex exclusivity in general, I have a fascination with it. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you guys, have you guys heard about like those salons that go on yeah. in the city, you mm -hmm. know, and they're like, they're, they're almost like speakeasies. <laughs> yeah. They feel like, mm -hmm. uh, like when I hear about those, I'm like, man, that actually sounds really fucking cool. Mm. And so there's half of me that's like, <laughs> I want to be there and, and I'm like really interested in it. It's the side of me that's inside, that's interested in like organized crime and like shit like that. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. but then there's also the side of me that's like, well, maybe we would have better work out there and, and more of the better work out there if it wasn't this kind of like pyramids like scheme or like pyramid structure, <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah. you want to call it, you know? It's interesting. I mean, like even like growing up, like I always, I've always written and I've always been a reader and like mm -hmm. I always wanted to be like a writer, but I have a lot of trouble like calling myself that. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of trouble like admitting or like feeling like I'm part of, some circle mm -hmm. of writers like mm -hmm. it's hard for me to place myself inside of that mm -hmm. so even though I feel like I've come to know like the more we're in this community the more like names start to look familiar and mm -hmm. things like that right, right, right. I still don't feel mm -hmm. like I don't know it's hard for me to like label myself that yeah I mean similarly I don't have an MFA or a book or anything like that. But you Hopefully did go soon. to Maryland and you did study psychology just like I did. Yes, and so that was if, really fun when we figured so that out. Can, so if I can publish a book, it's... <laughs> oh, for sure. And I really so believe can <laughs> everybody can. Um, but I think I felt like I couldn't... I had trouble identifying as it too for so long. And in 2015, I was in New Orleans in like the back of a van. And what the month? man who was driving it... I know this is very strange. Oh my God, were you there too? May. Yeah, no, right it was later in the summer. Uh, Sorry. Damn, damn. That was, a bad, that was a bad time for me anyway, so oh. continue. Okay. <laughs> we'll come back to that. But yeah, I was in the back of the this van in New Orleans, and the man driving it was, I don't want to, like, he was really challenging me to, like, call myself a writer in mm. a really beautiful way. And so since then, I've been trying like, to. Like, believe in yourself yeah. kind of shit. Yeah, he yeah. was like, you, if you, like, do it, you are it. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, sir. Thank, and I wrote, like, a poem <laughs> about him that I love to read, That's actually. That's great. But yeah, I want to check that out. Yeah, it's, I don't know. But we, we really want to... I think part of that also has led to us. Our reading series is free. It's open to everybody. A lot of people who come are not writers. They like love art and they love community and they love listening to beautiful writing. They love reading maybe, but um, a lot of them are not writers. And that's really cool that we can create an accessible event where people feel like insiders in something, even mm -hmm. if they're not writers too yeah it's well yeah so. i mean like we're all walking paradoxes so like that is a feeling that is important mm -hmm. you know it's yeah. like to make people feel important i think is important yeah but yeah i, I love I, I really want to meet this cab driver i need it I, he was amazing yeah I he needed, was like tw like 20 also oh really <laughs> yeah. wow that's great that that's not my experience in new orleans at all my, my experience in new orleans was uh getting blackout drunk and doing stupid shit <laughs> In May, in May of 2015. <laughs> yeah, okay. right after we graduated. Paved I graduated, the way yeah. For me, that was my uh, MFA celebration, nice. graduation celebration. Nice. Yeah, I agree with you guys about about everything you just said. Uh, I, I want to ask Janelle specifically because you brought this up. But is there a is there a place that you could get to, or like a thing you could accomplish that would make you feel like okay, I'm a writer now? 
or is it or do you think it's more per- personal like like your own like like neural like experience or yeah whatever, you know? i have a feeling it's more personal i mean yeah. like i think i think to myself that oh when i publish a book like mm-hmm. I'll feel yeah, like yeah. I'm a writer. Mm-hmm. But I also said that back when I was like, oh, if I get published mm-hmm. on a couple of different sites or with a few journals, mm-hmm. I'll feel like a writer. And then I still like don't. Right. It's so I have enough. a funny feeling like even if I did publish a book, right. I'd still be like, I'm not really a writer. Like <laughs> you are. But yeah, I mean, I think it's just, I don't know. It, it becomes such a thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it becomes like not just, this this idea of like you just writing like this simplistic thing which it which mm-hmm. it sort of is in a way but it becomes like this scene i guess is what mm-hmm. i like it would is what i like resist against mm-hmm. a little bit are you talking about kind of like the appearances yeah like the it feels appearance like, of being a writer yeah. like mm-hmm. of being able to say you're a writer and mm-hmm. like just like the clout that sort of like comes mm-hmm. with that like it's I don't almost want... like we're reliving like high school all the time like, yeah. you know, that that old trope, if we're going to, you know, mm-hmm. I guess say cliche, but like, you know, we are on a literary podcast, I guess. But, <laughs> but you know, like how they say, like, you're, we're constantly like reliving like our high school experience or something. Mm-hmm. So like, it's like being like getting to that point is like, like I'm in high school, I was I was like a three sport athlete and then I got serious performance anxiety. Mm-hmm. And that was like really the the marker of like when my depression and anxiety like really just like struck mm-hmm. me, you know. Yeah. So like I, I do think in a way there's a part of me that's writing to compensate for that. Like to Mm. like kind of like maybe prove something Mm -hmm. about like, oh, I can do something that I couldn't do, Mm -hmm. you know? But yeah, I I totally know what you mean, but just like in in a more universal sense, what you just said. Yeah, I do. I I think, I I think everyone is all, is living their writer life off the page very differently than they live it on the page. Right. It's like, there is a, there is a a genuineness or like a, there, uh, it's the word I'm looking for integrity mm-hmm. to like the actual work mm-hmm. but once you step outside of the room then everyone's talking about what they've written where they've published mm-hmm. and like all that kind of stuff yeah. and i think it's really hard to manage and one of the reasons i bring it up is because we've done episodes like in in other cities and stuff people that pe- feel disconnected from new york and because mm. we're kind of we are like and t- to other people we are the insiders you know mm-hmm. true so i think what you guys are doing is really important just like and we're kind of just trying to promote it elsewhere more reading series in other cities like you know (laughs) so do you guys have any plans to i mean because you guys are moving venues is Mm -hmm. there is there any you know not just with the reading series like in your personal lives like with writing Mm -hmm. because chelsea you're also an editor and career coach right yeah, I. Mm, or is yeah. that past? Is I that, do a lot of stuff. I, <laughs> I so I work for a hospital. You have plants. Yeah. yeah, I have a lot of plants. <laughs> you take care of a lot of plants. Yeah, I take That's care of a lot of plants we'll and people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, do we have plans in life? Yes. Okay. That's what yeah, I'm asking. Yeah, we have plans in life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think for our for our reading series first, we're mm-hmm. excited to move into a new space called Cantina Combancha, and it's Ooh. so beautiful, and the owners are lovely. That sounds like a place where I can get like a. Have you have you guys ever had like a like a Mexican white Russian? I know that sounds completely oxymoron. No, I know what you're talking about, yeah. and they could definitely. It's like do with that horchata milk instead yes. of like cream. Ask anyway, for it. sorry. Come Didn't amazing <laughs> on July 18th from seven to nine p.m. Come yeah, uh, and yeah. drink it. Oh, oh, yeah, come. Ooh, but you don't know if they have it yet. I feel no, like I feel she like would might. help you with. But that. you know what you just did. You made me want to go even more because okay. now I really want to find out what okay. they do. <laughs> yes. You know? yeah. Created suspense for exactly. you. There you go. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, we're really excited about our new venue because the owners 
really support like the arts community and they're just excited to have poems and stories and everything happening in there. So that's going to be great. And the food's delicious and the drinks are good and they probably have what you want. So <laughs> or yay. they can make it. Or they yeah. can make it. It's doable. Yeah. And then I think eventually we want to think like play with the idea of fundraisers in some way. So we'll see kind of how that plays out. We still want everything to be free and open to everybody. Mm-hmm. But maybe there will be an option to like donate what you wish to a specific because we have themes right now for all of our readings oh, cool. um, so maybe we'll have like a theme tied with like a cause that we care about can I nominate a theme sure roaring 20s ooh yes ooh, I like that yeah ooh yeah like make it like a little speakeasy or something yeah or or you can like turn it into like a Cubano club where like these Americans are like these rich ass Americans are like taking their yachts down to Cuba to drink illegally or some shit like let's, that. Let's right, I'm, talk. I'm going off yeah. the rails. Our producers are just, they're shaking their head right now. <laughs> Your imagination's wild. Yeah. The but imagination of that's writers. My, that's my problem, really. It's like, that's really imagination Every writer's themes. problem. <laughs> but I really like that idea about donations. We have to have a conversation after, after this now because, uh, I don't know if you guys are aware, but we did the reading for races thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was really successful, actually. So awesome. writers are, we're all like, pretty giving people you know mm-hmm. we have we have big hearts so mm-hmm. people will give their money to you yeah <laughs> and they'll trust you to, to allocate it properly <laughs> we <promise>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think we're excited we just we our our passion is always like helping others and i think like that comes that comes across in like the work that we've done and also just wanting to like bring a piece of that to the reading series mm-hmm. i think it's like part of that yeah, and it's been it's been so cool. I meant to mention this before, so I'm circling back a little bit. But it's been really cool to have friends of ours who whose work we love, but they don't they maybe they haven't really started getting published yet or mm-hmm. getting it's really cool to like have them read for the first time. Because mm-hmm. they get to put something on their bio that goes, yeah. I read at Eclipse Reading and Series. And just the whole yeah, experience yeah. where like they have a big audience. We had 50 people recently at our biggest reading yeah. two readings ago which and for was new amazing reader, and for new right like um like you know they call it emerging writers yeah. in, our, in our community yeah. but uh that's like scary as fuck but like it was it, like the first they were time amazing. i read yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i know i'm sure and, and that's the thing i'm sure like i remember when i read for the first yeah. time i was like probably trying to like impress people but i was really terrible at it <laughs> like i remember uh katie telling me she's like you just you you read so monotone and i like i kind of still yeah, i kind of still do I it do to this day yeah yeah i'm probably doing it now yeah and you know with someone you know someone who has performance anxiety you know it's not like, like the transitive property isn't really that hard to solve it's like pretty it's a shit show but yeah no i so are w- the past venue that you guys were at are they were they really upset that you guys moved was that they a hard closed. conversation our oh, first bar okay. closed that was so sad yeah it was sad and we were like can we have that moon and they were like sorry no but we'll send you the link to like like yeah, we it. ask <laughs> we ask for a lot of things. Oh, That's yeah. like a big thing. A theme of ours. If, if you're trying to start a reading series or like you are interested, just I don't know, in life in general, I think it's good to like ask for things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you just ask, a lot of times like people are very generous and And they wanna they wanna help. Yeah, they and they'll involved. they'll yeah. help you out. Yeah, yeah. But um, we we're sad. It was naive in South Williamsburg and they closed and it's I think it's a sushi restaurant now. But it was off the JMZ, and we loved them, and we were very sad when they closed. Rest in peace, those beautiful That's days. That's sad. Yeah. yeah, that is sad. <laughs> but, but new things, new beginnings. As a, fe- I'm, I'm going to bring this up again, as a fellow psych student at Maryland. I don't know, <laughs> did you take social psych by any chance? Yes. I, I remember, I just did you remember. Have a young, did you have a youngish guy I as your teacher? I think so. We, yeah, we, who what knows? Was his, we might have been he in the He had same a class. common name. 
I don't remember this. I smoked a shit ton of weed in college. <laughs> like, it's like I was constantly high. <laughs> did we we over, did we we overlapped, right? I think I think we were this we graduated the same year. 2010. So, I just remember in that class like one of the heavier theories was that one of like three things that makes people happy. There's like the selfish end of the spectrum, but then there's like the philanthropic end, mm -hmm. you know? And so people do want to help. Yeah. That's why I kind of do stuff that I do. I don't know. So That's why you're having us here today. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? You sound so good on the podcast. Yeah, you speak so well and say such good stuff and give such I'm great so examples. I'm scared that people are going to think about the piece of shit. No, you're great. <laughs> I, really, I really feel like the more people I talk to, the more everyone's just thinking that about themselves all the time. Yeah. yeah Everybody's so. like, oh my God, I'm scared. What does everyone else think of me? And literally everyone else is like, oh, you're great. You're cool. Like, you're good at it. You yeah. Know? But it's it, so weird. It's like we forget that people can't see inside our heads. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which, if we could, it might be worse. We might actually then think, wow, you really are a piece of shit. <laughs> that would be horrible. Oh, my God. Do not look inside my head. Or we would all understand each other better. That would be nice. You. <laughs> I'm just thinking about something I did yesterday that I told Janelle about. I, like, gave this place the middle finger after I left it. Metaphorically? Or, like, no, you literally, like I literally suck up your finger? Okay. Double yep. middle finger, too. Beautiful. And then okay. I called her, and I was like, it's petty, but it felt so good. <laughs> Can you, can you tell us a little no, bit more really, about this? No, I really, I can't, actually. Really? No. Oh, my God. I feel that, like I can't. That's, that's a, I was just leaving. The place was right symbolic of a different time of my life, and I've moved into a new apartment and a new time. So that old place really just middle finger, you know, moving oh. forward. Well, we got a little bit of information there. That's like that's some all, iceberg theory. That's all I'll say. You know? I have an iceberg right here. Oh, is, is you it know for, the iceberg theory? I do, oh, of course. Yikes. Yeah. I feel like every writer should know the iceberg I, theory. I hope. Janelle should we explain it, it? Should we explain Janelle. Did I explain? Janelle, do you want to explain it? I don't know if I'm thinking of the same thing you guys are do it, thinking You do of. your version, and then we'll all do okay, our version. Okay, let's all do our version. <laughs> well, the iceberg theory is usually that there's more beneath the surface than what you see at the top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the basics, and, basis of it. And so in writing, it's like you can infer like what's going on beneath, you know? So I, I, I really like that. I, I, I try to use it a lot. I, like, I just do it with people. I didn't even think about it for writing. Cool. This is great. Yeah, yeah. I totally use it because I, I think people want to feel smart when they're reading. So like mm -hmm. if you can get them to infer stuff, like mm -hmm. and like use something from before in the story mm -hmm. or like something like that, like I feel like I almost use it to a fault. Like I'm mm. too implicit sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, because I think I'm smarter than I am. <laughs> <laughs> But we're actually doing, uh, do you guys know Monica Lewis? We're going to do an episode on like mental health and like substance use and stuff like that. Oh, cool. Um, oh, soon. Great. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, I think especially for writers, like there's a lot of us, like a lot of us right. write because we want, like need to figure something, something yeah. out. Yeah, oh, you for know? sure. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. She's a writer and a... Yeah, she's a poet. She, I, she writes some fiction, too. She's read oh, it. I think I've yeah. heard of her. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. yeah, she's great. But one one more thing I wanted to ask about the series is, because you guys, something I'm really interested in, you guys read at the series every time, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, how do you guys feel about that? Because I, like, I, I, like, like, I think it's really cool, and I also think it's really brave, because, like, I would really want to do that myself. Mm -hmm. But, like, speaking of, like like self-confidence and stuff. I would mm -hmm. be like, <laughs> I'd be like, do they want to hear me? Like, you know, I don't know. Like I invited all these other people to read, but yeah. like, mm -hmm. I like it. I think it's really cool. And like, you get, you get a consistency. Like, you know, you're mm -hmm. going to show up and you're mm -hmm. going to hear these two people read and like the people that they've invited and you get to right. know you guys, you know? Yeah. And I always open and Janelle always closes. Um, oh, okay. So, and that works really well. I don't know. I think at first we just wanted to do it and then it became 
just a part of it in a really great way. And I think at first I was just like, oh, or do people want to hear us every time? And then I was like, we're in charge. We can do what we want. So it was fun. But I think you were talk- we were talking about this the other day about like the vulnerability mm-hmm. aspect of it. Where if we're asking other people to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. we should also be able to yeah, be that's vulnerable. A good point. But it's it's fun. I feel yeah. Yeah. I mean I think I feel funny about it sometimes. Like I feel like <laughs> I don't know. It can be a little bit weird because I feel like I'm just doing it like it's like I don't know. I don't want it to be like this narcissistic like thing. Yeah, of course. But at the same time I do feel like if you're going to ask other people to be vulnerable, yeah. I am a firm believer that you especially like in the classroom or in like in just in life in general like you have to be vulnerable with Mm -hmm. with people and yeah i think that and the other good thing about it too is that it gets us to kind of write new Mm. material also oh i did not think of that aspect but every like every reading with without fail two days before i'm like oh my god what am i gonna read yeah and janelle's like everything i have is terrible and i'm like me too and then we pull it together but also that actually is really cool it's I fun. mean, that sounds really you hard. You should do but, it <laughs> yeah. if you want. You should do it. No, one of the things, one of the reasons I'm really interested in it, and one of the reasons I think it's really cool is just it just it separates you guys from other reading series, and like it it it's just another variation, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I I it just. The, the only thing I don't like about reading series is when they start to feel repetitive. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, someone else gets up to read and we mm-hmm. all sit and watch and then clap at the end and mm-hmm. like blah, blah, blah. And it, it, it's not like I, I would ever really get sick of that because like I love mm-hmm. literature. Right, but right. at the same time, like I do think these little things where you just change it up, I, I, I think it's cool. I like what you guys are doing. Thank you. Thanks. Um, yeah, and we try to do like interactive activities every time because we're both trainers by trade. Um, so we do interactive activities with the audience. We've had them write love letters together, like where you pass it around and you can only see the line above you. And that's been, so we've had like a bizarre love letter at the that's end. That's awesome. What, what did we, oh, we've done the cards. We've done the, prompts. So we'll cut out like hearts or we'll cut, have index cards or something like that. And we'll write like prompts at the top and people will fill it out and then we'll read. We'll pick them out of like a glass jar and like read them during yeah. the during the readers. reading. And that's kind of an opportunity for people to like express themselves but not be vulnerable at the same time, but yeah. sort of, because like you can volunteer. So, oh, right. I wrote that. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. And then we've had people like come up and just like read and participate in like weird, <laughs> interesting ways. Yeah. <laughs> like one time we had somebody come up and read a text exchange with Chelsea that she had had like and it was bizarre with and a, you can say amazing. it was with a man it was that's, with a man that's hilarious Wait, so, but, but someone someone else read it so another man just, we had one of the audience members come up and read it back and forth with chelsea as, as like oh so just like a, a performance art. Yeah, yeah and he was that's really hilarious. good yeah because the it was 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 he chosen at random? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys just happened to pick like some all star. Yeah, he, he, he was, was he was great. definitely a ringer. I don't believe yeah. it. You guys, you guys just like, <laughs> no. He like volunteered. Like I don't know. He was great. Yeah, he was ready to go that night. But that was that was good. That is that recorded anywhere? I, I really want to see that now. No, we didn't start. <laughs> we just started like recording our series. Yeah, for like um, Instagram and stuff. We what is it through? I milligrams, think, milligrams. Yeah, they're doing like a recording of like different reading series around New York, and right? And they're archiving it, yeah. them. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah. Do we, we know about this, producers? <laughs> um, wow, it's interesting. J- yeah, James from the Poetry Project. Interesting. So we'll, interesting. Yeah, yeah we, we gotta can, check that out. Milligrams. Maybe link. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I wish that was recorded. Well, do I? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Before you guys read, and this is like kind of like a like selfish tangent but because you went to maryland as well i just submitted to like this other podcast like a really short story 
about me and my best friend Ben. We uh, we took a class together on um, experimental design, mm-hmm. and so you, we at the the final project was to write an entire ex- like real experiment and like mm. make up the results and like you know that's cool everything. Mm-hmm. And so, and you know, being the little shits that we were, we didn't do it until the night before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like a forty page like technical like it's not just forty pages pages of technical prose. It's like a lot of like you know two by two like mm-hmm. factorial like designs and like all this shit and like. I do, we, we write it, we finish it all, and then I pull my flash drive without saving it. No. And he just looks at me and he goes like, cause he's gonna, he's gonna go to like med school and stuff after this. So he's like, this can't not be done, you know? Right. So he's like, he's like, you, you gotta do this. And I'm just like, all right, <laughs> that's it. Oh my God. And so I sit down and I just like, then it, like bang it out again. Cause like, you know, yeah. you know when you write something you kind of remember yeah. it, yeah. you know? It and I just like banged mind. it out and like, it took so long, but it was terrible. <laughs> Anyway, I had I, I maybe we might have to cut that because like I might have like fucked my my chances up getting on that podcast. But <laughs> who knows? They probably won't listen to this. But yeah, let's do let's do a reading. Um, we kind of I don't know if we like purposely don't prepare our guests for this at this point. Like, so we so we can trick you guys into doing it. Trick us? <laughs> no, it's fine. No, you guys you guys just said you always do it anyway. So we love to be tricked. <laughs> I just got two pieces published, or they're Woo. being published on um, Crag. So maybe I'll read one of those. I'm going to read two short pieces that I would like to manifest being published, and I'm finding out if That's, they are getting published this month. Sounds like you were just casting a spell. Yeah. So, well, I, I will manifest into the... this into being published. I'll just say it quick, <laughs> but it's my favorite poet of all time, and it's his press is doing broadsides, and I really want him to choose one of my poems. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. Who is this? You can't say? I don't know how much I should say. Because in spell. I know a poet who does a series, and maybe a press too, that does broadsides, or has done one broadside. They do a different, they do a different, like, sort of. Just say it. Like, print George Kavalenko? No. Okay. But that's cool. Taylor? No. No? Okay. Yeah, it's not, it's not these I'm people. just going to read these poems, and they're going to listen and be like, you know what? We were going to choose you anyway. Oh, great. But no, I mean, don't. Our, <laughs> after, after our uh, 300, 300 million listeners hear this, I mean, yeah. the world's just, it's just going to be popping off. Let's go. Chelsea Fondin and, and Janelle go. Greco. It's just going to be, it's, it, don't worry. We'll you take care start? of you guys. <laughs> no, you start, because you always open oh, and I, I always, always close. Okay, this is called, We Have All Cried for Discontinued Lipstick. What kind of edges rim the mirror you see the world through? A thousand tiny beauty queen bulbs, like dazzling bats in your eyes as you glide, discontinued lipstick. Your mouth like a whale skin, you sour thinking of him. Musk and all that patriarchy. There is even something proud about a crucifix. We can't see through all this glinting. If you tie my hands with burlap, we can sell it as natural. Gladiolas, they ask for gladiolas. I have nothing to give all down this road. Mm. Please choose me. <laughs> I, I like the I like the choice of discontinued because it's like somewhere between like done like finished mm-hmm. and just like dis like discarded before mm. finished you know mm-hmm. i like that i like the title choice thank you i it, think you got a good shot okay. i hope so the <laughs> lipstick i'm wearing right now is the one that it's that it's named it. after yeah okay cool it's really it's everyone's cried over discontinued lipstick at some point i would say or maybe Fair. Fair. just me can yep yep yeah. another jut lip Fair. another jut lip <laughs> affirmation <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like that that's a poem title 
Are you going? You go now. We'll go back and forth. Whatever. Yeah, let's do a a trade. This one's just, like I said, it's Craig picked it up, and it's called Elise. Elise drank milk with everything, Chinese food, chicken parmesan, sushi. It disgusted people. They asked how could she, but all Elise could think about was whether or not the gallon she just purchased would last her the next day. (laughs) When asked to order a cocktail, she demanded white Russians. When asked to explain her love, she simply said it was what she craved. Mm. When Elise drank milk in front of men, they would say, milk does a body good, and then Elise would get the urge to throw the glass in their faces. Mm. But when it came to milk, Elise would rather drink her rage. She would look for special spas that offered milk baths, milk-based facials, milk luxuries. It coated her stomach at night, made things bearable. Elise, full-bodied, with good birthing hips, they said, bones made strong from the milk. How could you not want children, they'd ask. Don't you want to have kids? Pass on your good, milk-loving genes? But Elise just guzzled her milk, hoping to make them sick with the sight. She had no interest in sharing her love, had no interest in making more of herself, only in figuring out how to be as she was. Hmm. I'm really curious. uh, Does that fall in line with most of your stuff? Like that kind of tone? Because um, it's at once like hilarious, but like right beneath that surf, like that surface, it's you know, kind of like terrifying and sad. You know. Yeah, I would say I Absolutely. would say for the most part, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of I like to mix like balance humor out with some seriousness or level because I feel like that's life. Mm-hmm. It is about the human condition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you, you, I'll, I'll, I'll let it slide, but you totally pandered with that white Russian reference right there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I did. I aimed to please. I love it. I love it. <laughs> This is called Wednesdays. I turn into a tire on Wednesdays. My school calls. I'm missing the testing. Well, I don't really know what to tell you, my mother says. What do you want me to do, roll him? She pauses. I will absolutely not try him out on the station wagon. Why not? He's not trained. She slams down the phone. You're homeschooled. On Thursday, I feel fine. Mom, I knock on her bedroom door. After a minute, she appears, sweaty. It's happened to your father, she says. Just go. I gather my books in the kitchen. My homework is still upstairs. I pass my parents' door, slightly ajar. I see my father on the ground and my mother lowering down slowly into his hole. She sits there, breathing heavily. They are dizzy, grinning. I run downstairs. At school, I leave a note for a girl with small hips. Do you want to come over next Wednesday? Ooh. Period. I love it. You just displayed a lot of iceberg theory right there. Thanks. It's really like, <laughs> it's, it's like, tattooed on my body. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just funny because you said you never really applied it to your, you like thought to apply it to your writing yeah. or whatever. But like, yeah, I mean, w- like as soon as you bring up the father and mm-hmm. like, and those questions that like she asks, it's just like referring to something we don't really know, but we can kind of infer, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I like that a lot. Thanks. Um, do you want to read one more thing? Too. Yeah, I'll read one more. We got to even it out. I'm going to do cheaper cuts, actually. Okay. It's about my grandmother. I write about her a lot. This is one for Katie. We love, we love Katie's gangy. Shout out to gangy. Oh, nice. Sweet. She she was on this podcast. Awesome. Like fourth episode, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. So cheaper cuts. The bread came in all forms, rolls, baguettes, wraps, slices. You could make just about any sandwich you could think of, but Graham's brought Wonder Bread every time. The cheaper cuts is what she called everything she got on sale. 
When we got home, she put on supermarket sweep, watching people toss hams and watermelons into shopping carts and racing them to the cashier. She'd cheer on contestants who were allowed to buy endless amounts of detergent and gallons of milk. They piled on chicken cutlets, rice aroni, cereal boxes with abandon. Would they get all the clues? Would they know how to get as many roasts as possible? She'd cheer them on like linebackers, as if they were point guards on her favorite basketball team. Grams kept ringdings in the cupboard and told us that if there was only one package left, we had to make sure that Grandpa didn't want it first. He always got first dibs on everything. The chocolate and the Neapolitan ice cream, the last of the yodels, the final cozy shack pudding. Grandpa was the first one to eat at dinner, sitting with his napkin tucked in his shirt. Grams was the last. She plucked steaming cobs of corn out of boiling pots, checked the chicken to see that the skin had browned, stirred the sauce, sauce she got out of a jar on sale at Pathmark. Grandpa ate like a, like a machine, mechanically munching and inhaling, wiping greasy butter from his chin. The more we stared, the worse it got. You had almost lost your appetite by the end of it all. Grams ate in pecks. She had to make sure there were leftovers for lunch the next day. Her reservation was almost holy. I wondered at night if she went to bed dreaming of whole hams to herself, a shopping cart that she could throw anything into, quarts of iced tea, a shelf of ringdings, whopping bags of mounds bars, every color pepper, sliced turkey by the pound. She wouldn't share with anyone. She'd remember the days when she fell asleep with her stomach still growling and think of them as far away. Oh my God. I want to meet the shit out of your grandma right now. She was great. She was great. That, yeah, that was great. That was great. Thanks. Janelle writes wow. a lot about family and different people. I feel I like I saw that was like the uh, another like paragraph of one of the bios I saw. It was like a pointed statement, like and goes home to visit her family mm -hmm. like, very often. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like it's your family's really important to you. Yeah, they are, and they they're characters, and they <laughs> feature very much in my work, and just kind of that's awesome. Yeah, thinking about family and like what that means and growing mm -hmm. up and how that like childhood is affected mm -hmm. like who I am as an adult. Our moms come to the readings often too. Our, so I guess that's also why we read because our moms are coming. That's really cute. <laughs> that's so cute. They're, yes, cu they're are they cute. Gonna, are they going to be here this, the, this, the, this coming Thursday? Or? My mom will be. Is your mom? Yeah. Um, tell probably your mom to come. not. Come she's on. Thinking, that's bullshit. She's thinking about it. But tell her, get her, tell her Brian Birnbaum. Brian Stephen Birnbaum will not <laughs> be there. Request her presence. Unless, unless, <laughs> unless she comes to. I will. Um, I'll see if we can sway her. But her mom will be there, and Janelle will be reading like stories about her mom getting scammed by a scam artist. Yeah. And it's amazing. Oh, no. And her mom's just like, it's true. It's all true. <laughs> Everything's true. It's really true. I love it. Oh, shit. You got to read one of those, though. We love moms. That sounds that sounds hilarious. Okay, so yeah, we're we're getting close to the end. So I want to ask one more one more question. I'll, yeah, I'll just phrase it like this: uh, What what is the craziest thing that's happened at your series? Because it sounds like you guys leave a lot of room for shenanigans, <laughs> like letting people write on note cards and like making you read it aloud mm -hmm. and shit. Like you know, uh, or maybe if everyone's just well behaved. I don't know. I mean, people, they I get I feel like they've gotten a little wild with the prompts. And yeah. I think the cra I mean the craziest thing was when we fit like 50 people into a small bar back room in Bedsty that was really meant to seat 20 but I like could get 30 in there creatively mm -hmm. seating but we had like 50 people jammed in there it was the coldest night in February it was the coldest night of the year it was in this February mm -hmm. and people the AC broke and so people were dripping sweat 
They ran out of empanadas. They had to use AC because it was so crowded in the middle of winter. And it broke. Holy shit. And it was like people are sweating. The windows were fogged. The windows were fogged. We're sitting on the floor. And everyone's still there. Yeah, and it was just lovely. And everyone had the the best time. And everyone was dripping sweat. And it was great. And we just... So I guess... That was a little bit. Yeah, that was a little crazy. I've that re- made I've my anxiety go through the roof. Yeah, I, know. I have some really fucked up themes in mind, but uh, what, what was the actual theme? <laughs> uh, strange love was the theme. Strange love. Okay. It was our okay. second yeah, annual anti Valentine's Day, I guess, yeah. party slash okay. reading. Pretty popular. And it was called Strange Love, and so that was where we wrote the the love letter together, mm-hmm. and we had different. What's the weirdest thing you've done for love? A lot of that stuff. I can't believe I used to love. Somebody said John yeah. Mayer. One thing. Valid, one thing you know? that you would write a love letter to. Yeah. What do people say? I had a pictures of a bunch of them. I don't remember. I don't remember. I feel like somebody said boobs, but that's not that creative. I don't think creative. anybody said boobs. I think you oh, somebody just... drew boobs. <laughs> But yeah, it's, you know. So you just had to like hold it up. Yeah, you know, right. <laughs> That's been, kind of fitting though. Been, I mean, strange love. Everyone's getting shoved in together. Yeah, yeah actually. Yeah. I can see the serendipity it there if out. we're searching for it. So you know? what's going to happen at Hot Flash is my question. Yeah, Because that's next Thursday. That's, 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 that's Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. But oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> this will air after that one on the se- on the seven eighteen, I do this every time when Katie wants me to repeat you. something. I'm not cutting oh, this you're out. not cutting this out. No, you better not. Why <laughs> do you do this? <laughs> do you guys know when the one the next one will be after the after the eighteenth? Well, it's going to be in September, and we're going to be featuring you. Oh, yes. Whoa. We just don't have a date yet. Holy shit! I just got a gift. Okay. Yeah, we talked about this. We, uh, yeah, no, I, but it's okay. It's yeah, still sure, TBD. Great. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm very say. excited now. <laughs> he has an excited face. <laughs> but it's going to be in September. We're still thinking about the theme, but we're thinking something around like breaking through in mm-hmm. some way. Okay. And that's also going to be the reading where we've partnered through the reading series of New York Collective. We partnered with. The Poetry Project and Pen America yeah. to feature the work of an incarcerated writer. Oh, that's um, really cool because so, if I if I read that night, I just joined the Pen Pen America Prison Writing Program. Oh, great! Oh, cool. yeah, As a I, writing mentor, awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah, I just started. That's perfect. That's like that's great. There you go. That's great. Wow, awesome. Eclipse yeah. Reading Series. Oh, well, we are also doing that. Hey. <laughs> 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 Wait, so you guys don't know exactly which day, because the launch party is going to be on the 15th, which is my birthday. We're going to plan around you and the Brooklyn Book wow. Festival. Wow, I feel so loved right now. You're welcome. That's beautiful. But oh, well that, but that's really cool. So we'll both do something with incarcerated writers. Yes, mm-hmm. for September. That's, yeah. that's cool. Have you guys ever heard of a, a wow, I'm, I'm going to do it again. Have you guys ever heard of Sergio de la Pava? Mm-mm. Yeah, he's like one of my all-time favorite writers. Okay. Him I'll and his wife are like district attorneys. They're def- okay. they're defense lawyers, um, okay. public defense lawyers, mm-hmm. and their benevolence is like unlimited. And they've helped us with so much. And uh, they kind of like they uh, Sergio came on and did a prison writing oh, cool. episode, the, like part two of like we had a two-part series. And mm-hmm. Kate Meisner, that's who mm-hmm. we were talking about before. She's the one who hooked me up with the mentor program and everything. Right, right. through Pan America, yeah. But yeah, yeah, they're definitely look them up. They're, okay. inc- they're incredible Great. people. Thank you. But yeah, thanks for working around us. That's I had, um, I honestly had no like, I, I knew we were talking about it. But I, was like, I was like, okay. It's happening, so <laughs> hopefully great. you're yeah. on board. <laughs> no, I am definitely on board. And that then we want to do it, like, I think maybe before Brooklyn Book Festival stuff. Okay, so cool. we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Speaking but. of that, Katie has been trying to get together a uh, a prose festival at Sierra Lawrence. Ooh. That's Ooh. like her, Ooh. one of her pet projects. She's talking to the director of the MFA program there, so... We will That'd come. Be great. We're pretty we're close good. to an hour. Yeah, we I think. appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, we love you guys. It's been. You. I think it's just been great to meet 
I love going to stuff and meeting awesome writer people. I know I met you guys and I asked Katie to come to coffee with me and we we met in a park and it was she was so generous and was like I'll connect you here let me send you this like mm-hmm. come do the pot like all this stuff so it's just really it's it's like an honor to be a part of the writing community here I feel like because everyone is so warm and loving and generous mm-hmm. and it's really well lovely. it's an honor to have you yeah. guys thank it's really you. yeah thank it's been you. really great yeah. um, thanks for coming where can we find your work and stuff about the the series for so this is yeah this is your so chance to, we're on, to speak to the 300 million followers yeah, we have. Yeah, we're on <laughs> we're on Facebook at Eclipse Reading Series and we're also on Instagram at Eclipse Reading Series. Perfect. And it's a Eclipse in the past tense. So it's E C L I P S E D. Yeah, Eclipse okay. Reading Series. And uh, do you guys have so cuz w- you, you said <laughs> your site was defunct. So like yeah, do you guys You can do, go do to chelseafondin.com. Uh-huh. I'll update it soon. Okay. So you can see things there. There you go. Do it quick. Yeah. If you Google my name, usually something <laughs> comes up. It's, uh, I mean, stuff. that's the easiest way if you want to find like other work that I've written it or is. something like that. It, it is. It comes yep. up. Let's let's make a website for both of us. Okay. Cool. So you can look that up too soon. It's We just recorded it, so now you have to. Yes. Yes. And I have to get, those poems have to get, po- everything that got said tonight has to happen. Okay, that's it for today's episode. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and review on whichever platform you're listening. You can get in touch with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Animal Riot Press or through our website, AnimalRiotPress.com. This has been the 28th episode of the Animal Riot Podcast with your hosts, Brian Birnbaum, and featuring Janelle Greco and Chelsea Fondon. Transcripts for our deaf and hard of hearing animals are provided by Jonathan Kay, and we are produced by me, Katie Rainey. See you later, you filthy animals. Getting gully as the fern. I don't know much about Lee.